Welcome back, hockey fans, to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Uh, this is Bill Berg. With us tonight is Bill Jr., Del Scanlon. MJ is hiding somewhere. Uh, we think he's going to pop in later. And tonight we have a guest uh, to try and straighten us out and teach us a little bit about hockey. Uh, John Welch, the head coach of the uh, defending state champion, uh, St. Mary's Springs Ledgers. Welcome, Coach. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys for all you do to promote us as a high school um, hockey league throughout the state here. I think you guys are a great voice for all of us. Great asset for us to have. So we'll start off with, I think, what's on most people's minds this season. And we, we talked about this just a little bit before we started recording. Uh, our schedule showed that both you and Fond du Lac were playing Homestead on Tuesday. And you had to explain to us that, that Fond du Lac had to be shut down for a while so they couldn't play Homestead, so you guys are filling in because your game against Fox Cities was canceled. Uh, how are you guys managing that so far this season? Um, and when it comes to rescheduling, is that is that a you thing? Is that an athletic director thing? I mean, how does that all work? It's a great question. I think it varies from school to school, but for our school, it's me. Um, I, and basically what we've I've learned to be on call for changes whether a team is canceling on me or vice versa, um, we've been very lucky and fortunate. We have not had to cancel on anybody, but we have had cancellations. Um, so we've had to make reschedules uh, whether schools were delayed with their uh, local situation so they couldn't play till a certain date. Um, we had an instance with that. We uh, Some other schools have had to close down for quarantine issues, et cetera. So I think the name of the game here this year is as much as – as much as you have planned, um, you need to be super, super flexible. You know, bus, be bus schedule, last minute bus schedules, last minute changes, time changes, et cetera. So we're all kind of on call uh, for the day-to-day -day changes. Uh, I just watched your game against Verona yesterday. Um, I caught that. Uh, I believe Radio Plus Info had that on live stream. I was watching there, and I had it up on Live Barn. I had them both up at the same time. Um, I was following that along. You guys looked really strong uh, against Verona. Uh, obviously, Verona's a tough club. And for the first two periods, I thought you guys just kind of owned that game, even though it wasn't really reflected on the scoreboard. And then in the third period, they came back a little. Um, what did you like from your team yesterday? Well, a couple of things. I think we played a real complete game. Um, on both sides of the ice. Uh, defensively, I think we gave up maybe 15 shots. Um, they had a couple of nice goals, one with a great tip. Uh, offensively, we had a very um, high number of scoring, what I call high-quality scoring chances, and their goalie was up to the test. Uh, Caden Grant's phenomenal in net. Um, I think it was, a both, it, it was a great game for both clubs. Uh, we probably tilted the ice a little more than in our favor than they had it. Um, and luckily, we got one with 40 seconds left to win the game. So very complete game. And we made, made it through the game without a penalty, uh, which is, believe it or not, one of our goals each game. Yeah. I was actually going to ask about that. Cause I was looking at the, the score sheet uh, Verona had uh, five penalties. You guys got two power play goals out of it. You guys didn't end up in the box at all. And that's always a, a big thing when two top teams are playing each other, winning the penalty right. battle. And that's part of the gameplay. We talked about it. Special teams could make a difference. And I think it did make a, a difference at the end of the game. Verona's obviously the defending D1 state champion. They were a very, very good skating squad with an excellent goaltender. So we'll take those kind of games 
um, every day of the week if we could. <laughs> oh, I thought Burglar was about to say something. Oh, I was waiting. Dell, you gonna? Well, John, I guess you know one of the things that I, I wanted to ask about your team is how are they dealing coming in as defending champions and, you know, knowing that every game that comes up, they've got that target on them. That's another great question. We talked about that right in the beginning of the year. So guys, this is a little bit different. You know, last year we had a very talented squad and we knew what we were hoping to get to and whether or not uh, we could prove it at the end of the year, um, which we were able to this year. We, we, I mean, we're coming in, like you said, we've got a target. Everyone's got you circled this year. Um, and that's okay. I think I've got a very, very mature group of seniors. I've got nine seniors on the team. Um, so they kind of enjoy that a little bit. They expect it. Um, and they go in, okay, you want your shot at us? Here you go. And I think that actually has to bring them up a little bit to play, you know, to that level. Um, cause just like you said, you're not, you're now defending versus trying to go get it. Um, it's a little harder that way. I would agree with you. Tal. Okay. You, you've got, you say you got nine seniors this year. No, your opponent in the, the state championship game last year, Northland Pines, they were a very heavy senior team. In fact, they've, they, they lost a good, a lot of their punch. They're, they're not, uh, they're not nearly the team this year that they were last year. How many, how many guys did you lose from last year's squad? We graduated three seniors and then um, we had a family move out of state. So we lost four people that played regularly. So, you know, coming back with nine seniors and probably you know, three, four juniors that are playing regularly and a sophomore, our goaltender was a freshman, Hayden Rising was a freshman last year. So he's only a sophomore. So we returned probably 80% of our scoring um, and, and a very experienced goaltender. So we've got most of our team back. I remember at the state tournament last year, you know, there was a lot of talk when when high powered juniors win the win the state tournament. There's always talk of whether or not they're going to be back for their senior season. Uh, the two on your team last year were Brady and um, Noah Pickert, and uh, Noah's not back this year, but obviously Brady is. Um, hopefully, you managed to finagle that situation. <laughs> well, Noah, Noah is back. He's just on the IR right now. He's one of the uh, players with an injury. Oh, okay. I didn't, see, I didn't see him on the roster yet this year, so I thought he moved on. Oh, he made it through the Stevens point, first period of the Stevens Point game, and uh, has just been resting since. He'll be back skating next week and should be back playing, hopefully after Christmas. We're just taking it slow with him. Um, well, so yeah, should, they're both back. That should scare the rest of the state. So, <laughs> um, hopefully they're not. I mean, hopefully. I don't think it'll scare anybody. I know there's a lot of people that want to play us and get their shot at us. So uh, we're, we'll be happy to get Noah back because he can lead our offense from the back end. Um, it's been working pretty well without him so far, but boy, we do miss him in some instances where we could use a spark of offense. But he's a defenseman. Yes. Noah's an offensive defenseman. <laughs> oh, I mean, he just, he just lines up back there on faceoffs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Oh, he could play some defense as well. He's got both sets of, you know, skill sets. He could skate east and west as fast as he could skate north and south. So he can cover a lot of ice. Um, yeah, I saw, all, like, looking at your roster, it looks like uh, Hayden Rising is an inch taller than he was last year. Hayden's grown a little bit. He's filled out a little bit. Matured. I mean, that, was, that was 
probably one of the best freshman goaltending seasons we've yes. seen in in, in I our think time he started this. shaving this year. I believe he's got a razor <laughs> and he's shaving. He's almost looking like a, a high school kid by now. But yeah, he's about six foot, one eighty, one ninety in that level in that area. But he moves great. Sees the puck great. Oh, well, he's a great asset for us to have. So you know, how much of your obviously this season it's all in flux but before everything was going down like at the end of last season how much of this year's schedule was set for you guys um did you have uh, most of it lined up already or did you try well, to add some more high-end teams great, great question so my schedule was done last april 1st set in stone and obviously contracts didn't mean a thing once all this started to happen and teams had to jump over to waha and other teams got quarantined. I, I could say we've had a minimum of 14, maybe 16 game changes, date changes. It's constantly in flux. Um, to your point before with, you know, us going to Homestead instead of Fondy and we're not going to Fox cities. We lost Chippewa falls in the beginning of the year because of, they got pushed back on their date. So we had to find a team. Um, RWD came in, they were not on the schedule. Uh, <laughs> Yesterday, I just added Eau Claire Memorial. They're coming to see us January 2nd. So the schedule has moved and changed uh, quite a bit, and that seems to be the norm going forward every week. We lost our tournament on uh, uh, Notre Dame hosts. That was obviously canceled, but we were able to schedule three games with three of the teams that were in that tournament. So it's it's been a struggle doing that, but that's okay. We're getting it all down, and we kind of go one week at a time and be willing to make a change. It's something I've we've never really talked with with a coach before. Um, you know, next year when hopefully things are back to normal, you said you do the scheduling for your your team. Um, when you're scheduling non conference games, um, obviously you guys are one of the elite teams in in Division Two. What are your What are you looking for when you're scheduling non conference games? Are Are there times where you're just looking for somebody close by, or are you looking for high end teams? Well. During the week, we try to stay within an hour, hour and a half, just because they're school nights. Uh, Friday nights, Saturday nights, we'll travel, you know, anywhere. If, if we could do overnights, we would love to have gotten over to the western part of the state. And, um, you know, if we, go, if we go that far, it's best to stay overnight, um, just budget-wise, et cetera. So we want to play high-end teams. Uh, the higher, I mean, I think I've talked to this at this about uh, a little bit in the in the past that, our first 24 games, we'll, I'll look at them as scrimmages and just tests. Okay, what do we need to fix? What do we need to improve? What do we need to change? Um, let's watch the film, what worked, what didn't work, who's playing well together. And then hopefully you have it all tuned up for when the first round of playoffs start. Because the first 24 are just practices. And then, then we're all trying to get the gold from there. So, But we do want to schedule hard and make, you know, you know, challenge the kids, um, challenge the coaches too. We play harder teams. We've got to work a little harder, dig a little harder on film. That's probably one thing that's very uh, available to everybody this year, <laughs> given the fact that all games are either on Live Barn, YouTube, or Facebook. Um, everyone's got access. So, one thing that oh, go ahead, Dell. Um, one of the questions I have is. I know that, you know, like the Madison teams, you know, can't be doing a lot of skating around Dane County and everything. So even some of their home games are on other ice. Have you had the 
a chance where you scheduled a game that way that's on your ice? Uh, or? Uh, we are going to play Madison Edgewood in Wisconsin Dells. And Verona was not on our schedule at the beginning of the year. We were hoping to meet them in the tournament at Notre Dame. Um, so I had to just wait for a sheet of ice to open up in our home rink here in Fond du Lac. So I was able to add Verona about two weeks ago. And uh, we had Wanakee on the schedule. Um, they have fallen off. And my schedule is full right now, but that will probably change. So uh, we're flexible in terms of, you know, going to the Madison areas. I don't, we will play in any rink. So there's, there's no issues for us on that. We're somewhat out of home ice slots as our schedule has been pretty full with you know, our rinks pretty busy with um, Marion figure skating and all the other programs that are in it. So, um, but we're happy to go anywhere to play. How has it been um, with getting officials with your scheduling changing and all that? Uh, great question. How are the officials handling this? Great, great question. It works. It worked very well when the date and time doesn't change because we've already had officials set. It's very difficult to find officials in the last week's notice because there is, is a shortage of officials out there. In fact, the first weekend uh, we were going to have Hayward come down and play us. We could not locate refs while deer hunting also had probably a pretty big effect in that. And we didn't get the game on the schedule until about a week before and we were unable to find refs. So that is a, a critical, um, a critical part of the scheduling changes. If you change a date, change a time, you may not get refs. Great question. Yeah. That's one thing I've seen just in some of the coaches emails back and forth. We don't get copied in on them very often, but every now and then, you know, we'll see an email from a coach that says, uh, you know, our opponent had to cancel. I have ice. I have officials. I just need somebody to come here. Um, <laughs> so that looks like it helps. Um, yeah. last week in our first top 10 poll of the season, the three number ones were Notre Dame Springs and Fox cities. Um, what is in the water over there that the three divisions across boys and girls, uh, are all that's where the top team is. Spoiler alert. Notre Dame's not number one anymore. Uh, after their game against Hudson, Hudson but, yeah, but after sure. their game against Hudson, I'm pretty sure Hudson made a, made a statement there, but you know, what's going on over there that like, that's where the top hockey in the state seems to be right now. Well, I think the Western half still has quite a bit of very good hockey as does the Madison and Milwaukee area. So I don't know if it's just a coincidence in terms of how it felt through the Fox river Valley there. Um, that's going to change again. And, and those are just polls and opinions, which are great for the fans and, everyone to debate. We just want to be at number one and one at one time of the season. Um, so, and that's right at the end, obviously, right after the season. So I, I don't know that anything's in the water. Um, that will change. It probably moves around through the state. You'll see powerhouses through Madison. Uh, we've been lucky. We've got a great little group this past four or five years come through um, our final X Springs program. So we've, we've been very blessed with some of the skill, some of the compete, some of the work ethic that these kids um, have put forth on the ice. And we're seeing some of the results, obviously, with state championships and some successful games so far this year. Anything else, guys? No, I think you just about covered everything. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. Sure. You had, uh, there was one other topic where 
I think Bill asked me, you wanted to talk a little bit about the WIAA? Oh, yeah. You sent us an email uh, after our yeah, first just show. Um, so uh, this might shock you or might shock most people. I mean, the, the WIAA, I will give them a solid A as a grade for what they're doing um, for high school hockey this year. They are clearly, clearly and rightfully recognizing that these kids need their extracurricular activities as student athletes. Um, they've gone, they've gone out of the way to add Waha eligible games for WIA teams because some of the, you know, the storied programs, Verona, Superior, Madison Memorial, some of the other programs, they clearly don't want to be Waha. It's their only option. Um, and I think it's great that the WIA has stepped up and provided venues. They're supporting a state tournament, um, at all three levels, D1, D2, and girls. It's going to look a little bit different, obviously, with travel restrictions and things. Um, but we as, I mean, if we're ambassadors to the game and our goal is to grow hockey across all of Wisconsin, all of youth hockey, high school hockey, we need these programs not to disappear in you know, some pandemic world. They could face existential threat if we as WIA teams don't continue to expand the net. I think we're at, you guys probably would know the number better. I believe we were at 85 teams in high school boys last year. Uh, the peak might've been 95 or 97. Um, I think we'd love to grow that closer to 95 or hundred back again. Obviously this year is real hard to grow the game when some clubs haven't even been able to get up and running yet, uh, but we need to keep all these clubs going and grow the game. And I think the WIA has been, very, very much in our corner from the WHCA Coaches Association and supporting all the teams, et cetera. We've played two Waha teams already. It's worked great. You would not have known the difference. You know, last If anyone saw last night's game, those, those were two tough high school teams going at it. So um, just wanted to throw that in there too since we talked a little bit about that on the email, Bill. Yeah, and I was talking with um... – one of the, the salespeople on the team over at Live Barn, and she pointed out that Wisconsin is one of the only states playing high school hockey right now. That's correct. Uh, the Minnesota other borders not, yeah. are they're dark. They're turned off. Yeah, Michigan and, so, and Minnesota are both not playing right now. Massachusetts is not playing right now. That's the big three M's right there. Um, none of them are playing yeah. high school hockey right now. So That is correct. And I could tell you just from being in rinks, right, it's working real well. They're just – you know, the kids want to see a crowd, but the crowds obviously have to be down. And we've got to follow protocol with some of the other safety guidelines, whether it's no showers or masks, et cetera. It's not easy. But if that's what it takes for us to keep playing, we want to keep playing. And I, I posed on Twitter, uh, why, if there's no fans, why are the arenas still playing music between every whistle? And I was roundly told by several people that it's for the players, and my response to that is then why is the music played between whistles, the classic or the rock hits of the eighties? Um, if it's for, for the, the players, yeah. If it's for, for the, the players, you should find music that the players like, you know, these are, you know, 15 through 18 year old kids, not 40 year olds. <laughs> Maybe it's for the coaches. I'll take the rock hits from the eighties. All right. Well, I think that's all. Thank you, John. Uh, thank you, you guys. Have, you don't have to Thanks. stick around and listen to us blather if you don't want to, but you can. I will be on. I like to listen. I like to learn. Still learning. Thanks, guys. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank to, uh, you. Back to our normal business. 
which would be uh, oh the the Wyndham Garden of Madison Fitchburg actually players of the week. Uh, Bill, you want to do that today? Or no, Dell sure. wants to do that today. Say, I'll do it. That's fine. No, you're gonna do the top tens. Uh, no. Well, no. Yes, okay. fine. For the uh, player of the week this week on the boys side, it's coming from Beaver Dam, a forward who's also a senior, Ian Conlon. He had no goals, one assist, and a six-to-one loss to Sauk Prairie on Tuesday. On Thursday, he had five goals, one assist, and a seven-to-five win over Appleton. And then on Saturday, he had one goal, one assist, and a five-to-two win over New Berlin, including the game-winning goal. And so that's Ian Conlon as the boys' player of the week. And then we were just talking about Fox Vat. Valley area and our winner this week's going to come from the Fox City Stars, another senior and a forward, Michaela Zilish Zilish. Uh, on Friday she had three goals and one assist in a three six to three win over the St. Croix Valley Fusion. And then on Saturday she had one goal, one assist, and a four to two win over the fusion. And so that gives us our players of the week. Michaela Zillish and Ian Conlon. And with that, we'll get back over to Burglar. Okay. And as we've discussed, uh, we don't uh, actually go to games, um, but we do take some in. Um, I, for one, I saw most of the game on Thursday, Oakland Memorial and Hudson. Uh, it was on RaiderStreaming.com. Um I, I, I know Eau Claire, I mean, I've seen their scores. Eau Claire Memorial has a very good team. Um, in fact, they were there. They were in our top six, I think last week, and they're a very strong team, but Hudson just controlled that game. Um, Hudson is fast. They moved the puck. Well, um, they, they're, they're just all over. Uh, there's only one goal in the first period um, uh, face off down in the, the Eau Claire zone they won the draw but Sam Ross got to the puck first he skated out uh tried to tuck the puck into the corner uh the the Eau Claire goalie stopped it but the rebound came right out to Harrison Ross who put it back in uh the the, the open side of the net put them up um Hudson added three goals in the third period or the second period and then a couple late in the third period they, they just really they were all over Eau Claire in that game. Um, they look like a strong team. Hudson does because I mean Eau Claire is good, but Hudson, like I said, Hudson was just they're they're scary good. Well, I mean, two years ago when Hudson won the state title, was that the year that they had three Bantam state champions? One A, B, and C. I think they I. I think they did every level except what one, one, one peewee group didn't win. Well, they had like three they're, bantams, they're, four squirts and a peewee, I think. Is what yeah. They had all their, all their top teams won state championships. So, um, that is, they have, they have, yeah, they have skill and depth. So they're um, going to be good for a while. I watched, I watched a lot of hockey games this week. Um, I watched Bayport and Appleton United on Monday 
Uh, Bayport won that game three to nothing. Voice of BP is the Twitter handle of the the Bayport streaming group. Uh, they do a good job. They broadcast the games with video and play by play. Then I watched uh, Ashwabanan and Mozini go to overtime uh, on Live Barn. Uh, so that one was just video, no play by play. Nice goal by Ashwabanan to win that one in overtime. Tuesday, I don't remember which game I watched, but I know I watched one. Um, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, I know I was watching a game, but I can't for the life of you tell you which one it was. Oh, I watched Baldwin-Woodville against Regis Altoona-McDonald, and I was switching between that and another game. They were both um, broadcast, uh, and yeah, it was fun just to be able to sit at home and watch high school hockey um, from places I wouldn't normally travel. Like I, you know, weekday, I'm not going over to Green Bay to watch a hockey game. I live in Wausau. That's, that's a bit much for a weekday. Um, Thursday, I caught more hockey before I ended up watching a movie. I was watching Rice Lake and River Falls and I watched a bit of, um, Beaver Dam and Appleton United. And then Friday, there was a couple more games. And then Saturday, I, yeah, I caught the Springs and Verona game and that was fantastic. Even, even though that broadcast was just video only, um, first off your announcer at the Blue Line Family Ice Center is like very confident when he talks, uh, announcing goals, penalties. Like I could hear him cleanly through the, just the, the mic on the, the camera that they use for the broadcast. It was, it was actually easy to follow along with that game without the play by play. That's Tim Mathwig. Yes. Does he do, does he do all the high school games there or just spring? He does. He just, he was on vacation. He'll do all the same or Springs games. So he's phenomenal. Football coach too. He's, Phenomenal yeah. announcer. As far as as far as rink announcers go, he's great. Yeah, kids love him too. <laughs> yeah, he's very high energy. Yes. Um, yeah, there was there's there's so many streams, and I encourage people to watch them um, because first off, you can see what the kids are doing. You don't just have to read about it in the box score. And I spend a lot of time every day making sure that our broadcast schedule is at least semi updated. Um, it's hard with the games getting postponed and stuff to make sure they're all removed. And um, But, you know, I'm constantly talking to radio stations and streamers trying to get it updated. I would just like everybody to, you know, watch some games online and watch games online that aren't your team. Uh, it's easy to watch your team, but just spread it around. There are some good hockey games out there. And watch some, watch some games, if you can swing it, of teams that aren't in the top six. Um, Watch some down ballot games, as it were, because there's a lot of really fun hockey games out there. I would never normally have watched Ash Wabanon and Mozini play a hockey game, um, but that was a fantastic game. It went into overtime, and you know, I woke up the next morning and I already had the time code in my head. I logged into Live Barn and grabbed the clip of the the overtime goal and sent it out on our Twitter and Facebook feeds. Um, yeah, just it's you know, I just want to encourage everybody watch those games, especially. Those, those groups that are like funding it themselves and like like Raider streaming they've got play by play and you know they're they're putting it out there so you can watch it and it's great if the parents do it but it's it's better if everybody does it because that's one way to help grow our sport um, if you get you if you get your little kids you sit them down in front of the TV and watch some high school hockey yeah and like Bill said it, it doesn't have to be one of the top teams all it takes for a good hockey game, 
is two fairly equally matched motivated teams as long as they're both out there trying and they're of comparable skill levels you can get a good hockey game well this week i i actually was able to catch uh hayward playing the st croix valley fusion on thursday evening and what was a very good game uh final score ended up two nothing and juno paulson scored both goals and trinity middle assisted on both of them caught that on live barn switched on over and caught the end of the RWD Baraboo Portage game. Of course, that's a rival game. You know, they're basically 15 miles apart. Uh, RWD ended up winning that one for nothing. But then I, uh, yesterday I was trying to catch the KMMO uh, West Bend game and ended up losing my feed. So one of the things I did today is I went to go see how that one ended. And I'll tell you, Kenny McCauley had a heck of a game in that that 31 saves on 32 shots gave up a game winning goal in overtime. Uh, but I go West Bend was limited to eight shots to, on KMMO, but a heck of a game. I go, we, it's not a lot of times that we talk about West Bend. That's really one game. I wish I could have seen the whole thing on live barn without losing my feed yesterday. Oh, that's yeah. That reminds me. I did try watching a game on two. Well, I did. I watched the first period on Tuesday of Antigo at Mosini. Uh, Antigo was up one nothing at the end of the first period, and it was on a it was on a Facebook feed or no YouTube feed, I think. And and it went to some other video, you know, during the the, the intermission, and I could never get back to the game. I tried. Uh, find I, I, yeah, I, that was Zaleski sports. I, I, I could, yeah. anyway, uh, Mosini won that game two to one. Um, I mean, Antigo had limited them to Mosini to three shots in the first period, but, uh, apparently they got a few more and turned things around in the second period Mosini did, but yeah, I, I, I was watching, I watched the first period and then could never find it again. Well, says coach is still hanging around listening to us blab. I got a question for you, coach. You played KMO earlier this year. What, what did you see when you played them? Oh, KMO was fantastic. Um, they skate real well. Uh, they play really hard right at you. Uh, their goaltending was outstanding that day. Um, it was a two to one game. We got an empty netter to make it three one. The shots maybe were tilted a little bit in our favor, but they are a very good skating team. I didn't haven't followed them since so you guys could probably tell me what the record is since um but they were very very good up-tempo team yeah i i go i was watching them play west bend yesterday i was what I, I was impressed with both teams on the ice but i go i'm just amazed to me i always find it pretty amazing when a team can get out shot the way they did it um came in all out shot west bend in this one and then it ended up still being a one to nothing game yeah, they haven't lost since they played you. Uh, that's their only loss on the season so far. Okay. They are 6-1. and one. They beat Verona, Cedarburg, New Berlin, Brookfield, Arrowhead, West Bend. Um, they're, I can tell you right now, we haven't released the, the top sixes yet for this week. They're seventh in Division One. They were next out. I believe they were seventh or eighth last week, too. Um, so they're just, I mean, if we were still doing top ten, um, you know, with one group, Springs would be in the in that top group. I don't know right now if anybody else in D two would be in that top ten, um, but KMMO would be in that in that old top ten. Yeah, they have a good squad this year. 
And then we would be remiss if we did not mention that MJ, who is not here right now, uh, is doing all of Janesville's home games on the Blue Line Basics YouTube channel. He did two games last week. He got to watch uh, Janesville lose twice. I believe he got to see his son score a goal, though. Or assist. 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 Yep, an assist on His son Mason is the senior on Janesville this year, so um, I'm sure every game is an emotional roller coaster for MJ. Usually Mason gets his name on the score sheet by going to the penalty box. You suppose MJ's hiding today because of the Saturday incident? I don't think so. Okay. Are we talking about that? No, well, we don't, know. We don't have to get into details. We'll... <laughs> MJ got us in trouble on Twitter. You're on mute, coach. Well, we, we've well, all, again. I mean, yeah, we, we, we've all done that at least one. Well, maybe Dell Del probably hasn't. Um, but yeah, the rest of us have all gotten us in trouble at one time or another with some group. He fixed it though. He had, he hashed it out with the person over the phone and it's all better now, but MJ got us in trouble <laughs> on Twitter. Breaking the so, cardinal rule of Wisconsin prep hockey. So since you were talking about our top sixes, you want to go ahead and let us know where pe- teams stand? I suppose I can do that. Uh, I can say this week we have three unanimous number ones, um, which I don't know has happened before. Uh, but we've got three unanimous number ones. The boys' D1 listing is Hudson, Notre Dame Academy, Eau Claire Memorial, Chippewa Falls, University School, and Wassa West. That's a lot of hopes that people are putting on Chippewa Falls and Wassa West because they've they've barely played any games. Um, but just based on reputation, performance last year, who they returned, I think that's where most of that's come from because they haven't played much. But that's okay. Uh, D2 is Springs, uh, followed by Lakeland, New Richmond, who just started action this week. Uh, Rice Lake, Mosinee, and Baldwin-Woodville. And then the girls, uh, Fox Cities, followed by Central Wisconsin, Eau Claire area, who just started this week. Western Wisconsin, Northland Pines, and University School. So that's our top sixes now. I like that. I like. I like having D two. It's a lot harder to vote on than it used to be, because it can get kind of tough down ballot. Um, just because we don't we don't watch some of those teams as often as as we should. Um, certainly not. We watch them now more than we used to. But um, I like D two. I like that we can have. Rice Lake and Mosinee and Baldwin Woodville and Lakeland in a in a top ten ranking. I mean, Springs have been top ten before. New Richmond has been top ten before, but I don't know that we've seen those other teams in our in our top ten in the last ten years. And obviously, Rice Lake they went to the state tournament last year. So, okay, uh, uh, that's. Okay, I have another little source of uh, discussion. Um, oh, I should probably put my hat on backwards, uh, do the, the trash roll. Uh, the Hobie Baker Character Award. Um, Jim Hayes uh, wants to remind all the coaches to get your nominees in for the Hobie Baker Character Award. 
Wisconsin always gets very good uh, participation. Last year, um, well, we were 69% on the boys and 82% um, on the girls side. So that, that yeah, Trash never liked the 69%. So you thought that was low, but of course, according to Jim Hayes, that's better than most other states in terms of participation. But um, the coach is nodding his head. Do you have anything you want to add about this? I think it's a great award. I mean, every team has, you know, sometimes one or two student athletes that just, you know, maybe they're not their, if they're not your top player, maybe they are your top player. That doesn't matter, but they just have this, you know, character that is so sound that it, it makes a difference and it actually improves your team. Um, it's not always just a hockey skill set that's out there. There's locker room um, behavior. There's, you know, just someone that everyone wants to talk to and is a good friend of everyone on the team that can make or break a team um, in many years. You need a lot of things to work to have a successful team. So I think it's a great, great award and we support it. Uh, at the end of every year, we hand the award to the coaches all vote and we present it to somebody and we show that video and I have, I've got the goosebumps right now. I'm sure you've all seen that, uh, that Hobie Baker video. It's phenomenal. So I would, you know, hands down, tell everyone, all the coaches just to encourage, get out there and participate in that. Yeah. Especially like this year, every, every kid who's going above and beyond this year is really going above and beyond this. There's nothing, nothing normal or right about anything that's happening right now. So, I mean, <laughs> If you if you can't get it in your heart to nominate somebody this year after all this, I mean, come on, what are you doing? Well, to echo what uh, was just said, uh, this this year, you know, especially with the seniors and how we said, you know, we we really want to recognize them this year. They're kind of getting gypped on their hockey games and everything else, and this is the year that you really want to recognize what those seniors are doing and every team as coach said, you know, every team's got somebody there that represents that character. And I think this is the year we want to make sure they're recognized. So a hundred percent this year, right? Okay. Um, anything else? MJ's not going to make it, I guess. How long does it Del? take him to eat dinner? He told us he'd be a couple of minutes late because his <laughs> dinner just arrived at like five to eight. Now it's eight forty-five, and he's still not here. Uh, I think the biggest thing is is to reiterate what we kind of said during the webcast: just um, try to make sure, if you're able to, to get out there and watch some of the games on Live Barn this week. It's going to be a, a little a light week out there this week with the uh, the holiday season. But there's some good games coming up this week on there. And I go looking forward down the road to seeing some of the more of the Springs games. I, I just looking ahead of what's on their schedule in the next couple of weeks. And I'm going, I see you schools on there and looks a nice, tough schedule here in the next week, coach. Yeah, we've got, um, well, we just went through Waukesha, Verona, got Homestead. Um, followed by Madison Edgewood, U Schools, Wausau West, Eau Claire Memorial, and then Notre Dame Academy. 
or somewhat in that order. So we're going to get tested. We'd love to get Hudson on. We're trying to get Hudson on. Davis and I have gone back and forth probably six times. So although what they did in the last two games, and maybe I'll wait a little bit, ripping through Eau Claire Memorial and Notre Dame, 6 nothing, 6-1. They're clearly loaded. I may have to uh, – if you get that lined up, I may have to break quarantine to go and see that one. <laughs> We're trying. Well, maybe if, it's a, maybe if it's at your place. I don't know that I can get over to Hudson. That's a long drive. All right. Uh, there's nothing else. Um, well, what do we do? We have do we have a closing script, or do we just say goodbye? Phil, why don't you take us home? There you oh, go. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell tell them where they can get where all fine podcasts are. Where they can find. Uh, as always, you can find This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other place you get your podcasts, because they all feed from those three. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at WI Prep Hockey, Instagram as well, or at our website, wisconsinprephockey.net. Um, if you have any hate mail, send it to trasher at wisconsinprephockey.net. He's, he's no longer here, but we still forward the email. Yes. <laughs> So that's all we've got for this week. We'll see you next time on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.